This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey everyone, welcome to Round Ball Stew. I am Matt Strout. It is Monday, June 21st. And as of this morning, we have four teams left in the NBA playoffs. The Clippers, the Suns, the Bucks, and apparently the Atlanta Hawks. We will look at how the Eastern Conference semis finished up on Sunday night and how the Suns took a 1-0 series lead in the Western Conference Finals without Chris Paul. All of that and more coming up in just a minute. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. As we welcome in everyone listening on the podcast and watching live on YouTube, I am joined by Dr. A, Steve Alexander. We will get to what went down over the weekend in a minute, Steve. But first, I heard a rumor that you pulled a bit of a Kevin Herter on the golf course this weekend. I was kind of on fire, Matt. We were we were playing match play, two-man best ball match play, and we were down, we were down three uh, with nine to play, and then we were up three with three to play. So I think, and I, I won every hole for our team myself. So six, six holes in a row, we just dominated these guys went from three down to three up. And then, uh, then the mojo went away. Yeah. And, uh, sounds like it's best to not talk about those last few holes. Maybe eh, we didn't, we didn't lose. We'll put it that way. We should have lost, but we won. What I was expecting to happen with Kevin Herter on Sunday night happened with you on the golf course maybe a little bit because i i kept and this will segue us into what happened on sunday night i kept expecting kevin herter to stop making shots i'm still a little bit in disbelief that this happened steve the hawks beat the sixers 103 96 in game seven of the eastern conference semis on a night where trey young went five for 23 from the field started out one for 14 he did hit some big shots late but in a lot of ways the big story was they got a stunning 27 points from kevin herter to knock out the Sixers, Steve, 
pretty much unreal. I, I I'm still in in disbelief that that this happened. Yeah, it was a it was a an interesting game because my son came in and sat down. He's like, "How how's it going?" I'm like, "Well, Hawks are up one." He's like, "Really? What's Trey doing?" I'm like, "He's two for 15. And he's like, "How are right. how are we how are the Hawks winning?" If Trey can't make a shot, and I said, "Well, it's a, it's a great question." Uh, Kevin Herter played really well. Danilo Gallinari hit a huge, huge shot at one point, um, yeah. and the Sixers didn't really play all that all that great. Tobias Harris didn't shoot it all that well. Ben Simmons, ghost in the fourth quarter once again, hasn't taken a shot in the fourth quarter in four straight games. Passed up a wide open dunk, which for me. The Ben Simmons passing up of the open dunk might have been my favorite play of the playoffs because it just had everybody on Twitter like, what is going on? And it it sort of, to me, summarizes um, some of the issues Philly fans are having with Ben Simmons. And, and you talk about a guy that's gone from, yeah, he's not as good as we thought he'd be, but he's a good player to get him off of my team right now. Like, it, it's bad. It's crazy. Yeah, that, that play was absolutely wild. A few things to get into here. Tobias Harris, as you said, scored 24 points but needed 24 shots. Missed at least one huge layup where that was really surprising that he missed. Trey Young, 5 for 23, as I said. Bogdan Bogdanovich, 2 for 8, playing on a sore knee and just did not look right. So the Hawks somehow win on a night when those two guys combined for 7 for 31. Gallinari had 17, as you said. Not only the big three, Steve, but a huge steal where he, I think, kind of knew what Embiid was going to do, was ready for it, and reached around and knocked the ball out and got a got a uh, dunk on the other end. Well, he knocked the ball away to Herter and then took off, and Herter hit him with a perfect pass. Gallo threw it down, and he was pumped up after that play. Like that was that was you're right. That was a huge play. That was um that was when I actually kind of went this might this might happen. This might be happening right now. The moment that I kept thinking this might be happening is when Kevin Herter kept hitting improbable fallaways. And I will say his little jumper in the paint has gotten a lot better recently. You know, over the course of this season, it's kind of become a reliable shot for him. But he had a couple, Steve, that he had absolutely no business hitting, including you know, a couple just off balance. It didn't look like a clean release and somehow he snuck it in. That's that's when you begin to realize, man, this just might be the Hawks night. He, he also hit a like through the legs step back deep three from the top of the key. These are just not shots that Kevin Herter typically makes in a game. And, you know, he's a much improved player and a useful player for the Hawks and has been, but he was truly out of his mind. I've never seen him like that. Yeah, the the one play in particular I think you're talking about is he was inside like four feet from the basket and he kind of went up with his back to the basket and had we was in traffic, like guys were all over him and he just threw it up and it it went in and I was like, uh, yeah, this might be happening. Trey hit a huge... Huge deep three, uh, yep. several clutch free throws. You know everything Ben Simmons is at the free throw line is the opposite of what Trey Young is at the free throw line. So it it was. Uh, I mean, what a, what a win for Atlanta, man! It's been a minute since they've been to the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't know that they've ever gotten to the finals in in the modern era. Anyway, I don't think they have. In fact, I know they haven't. Not since I've been watching. So yeah, this is a big this is a big deal, and I'm ready. Buttoning up a couple things on the Sixers side, Joel Embiid had 31 and 11, but had eight turnovers for the second straight game, and he had 25 turnovers total in the last four games of the series. That really became a problem. As good as he was scoring, 
uh, got really careless with the ball in a lot of spots, and that hurt Philly. Seth Curry, we just got to talk about this guy's performance shooting the ball. It's almost ridiculous from if you're a Philly fan. I know he was in foul trouble, but that this guy only got 10 shots in that game. He had 16 points on 6 for 10 shooting. I do think the Hawks did a slightly better job of chasing him around and making his life hard than they have been, but what a series he had in a loss, Steve. 21 points per game, 61.4% from the floor, and 59.6% on threes. So 61 from the field, 60% on threes. He made 4.4 threes per game. Absolutely unreal how out of his mind Seth Curry was. Seth Curry was on fire. And he's he's one of those mini breakout stars of these playoffs. Like Seth Curry and Terrence Mann, people know who they are, who may not have paid that much attention in the in the past. I think that the true breakout stars are Trey Young and Devin Booker. Like they those guys own these playoffs so far. Uh, along with Kevin Durant, of course. But um, Seth Curry has been awesome. And it's interesting that Joel Embiid had eight turnovers and has had turnover issues because, you know, at halftime on the TNT crew, Charles Barkley was like, Trey need to take care of the ball. Well, yeah, I mean, Trey, Trey does need to take care of the ball, but Trey doesn't get super careless with the ball. And, and I, I just think it's interesting. They're talking about Trey needs to take care of the ball, but not Joel Embiid when Joel Embiid is making – careless pass after careless pass and we're just picking them off and dunking at the other end so trey also had two like six nine six ten guys chasing him around a lot of the game i mean his, he did have a couple turnovers that you'd like to have back but he also made some incredible passes a couple ridiculous that, that one left-handed pass to capella just lefty bullet for the dunk was amazing so yeah steve uh i assume you've seen the last thing i want to talk about before we move on to maybe a little bit of sixers fantasy talk since they've been eliminated i assume you saw the john collins t-shirt that he wore to the press conference i have not john collins wore a t-shirt of him posterizing joel Embiid in game six uh to his press conference with a pair of aviator shades it's quite a look i, I recommend checking it out when we're done here i will look into that i i kind of shut everything down and went to bed after that game was over. Yeah, I had some trouble falling asleep. All right, well, let, let's, after that ridiculous finish, the Sixers are out, the Hawks are moving on. We'll talk Hawks and Bucks in a second here, but quickly just closing out a couple of the big-name Sixers from a fantasy perspective. Let's start with Ben Simmons, Steve, because obviously this is a guy whose confidence seemed kind of shattered. You talked about that play where he passed up an open dunk. We saw him pass another play in the paint where he easily could have shot and it ended up in George Hill's hands for one of the weirdest and ones I've ever seen. But putting all that aside, it's a guy who sort of lost his offense late in the season, didn't want to shoot. During the regular season, he was just inside the top 100 of nine category fantasy leagues. And obviously the free throw percentage hurt him. The turnovers hurt him. If you're punting free throws, he moves up in value. But what do you take away from this as you spin it forward to next season for fantasy for Simmons? I mean, would would you draft this guy if he falls far enough in your fantasy league? Maybe in a points league, but I'm not messing with him in eight or nine cat. And I'm probably not messing with him this coming season at all. I don't care how far he falls because there is something, something wrong. And I don't see how he goes back and plays in Philly next year. Like there's no way that's going to work. It's just, it's, it's been a bad fit from the start it got progressively worse as time goes by. And, you know, we went from talking about Ben Simmons is going to start making three pointers and free throws to Ben Simmons is scared to death to shoot the ball uh, after halftime of an NBA game. And, you know, he lives 
in a place or plays in a place with a very raucous and honest fan base who are not going to be afraid to tell him, tell him what they think. And that's not going to be pleasant for him. And it's, I almost feel bad for him, but then, I, I mean, I really don't because he's kind of done it, done it to himself. You know, I, I put a blindfold on and spent three hours of my life shooting free throws to prove a point about how bad Ben Simmons is at shooting free throws. And, you know, I wasn't being mean. It's just a fact. He can't shoot them. And at the end of this series and at the end of the playoffs, it really looked like he couldn't do much of anything, um, at least offensively wise. I mean, he, he had eight rebounds and 13 assists. Yeah. Like he can still play the game, but he's, he probably needs to stop trying to be a point guard and go, go be a Draymond green type of power forward player. Yeah, and there there have to be some. I mean, there are already some awkward dynamics there in Philly, Steve. As you look forward to the future, I mean, it, Joel Embiid pretty directly called out that play by Ben Simmons as the turning point for where they lost that play where he passed. I don't know if I totally agree with that, but he slammed his own teammate essentially in his press conference. And I think it's for Simmons fantasy wise. I think there is a point where if I was building a free throw punt team, I will absolutely draft him because I do think this is going to linger, and I think he could still carry over and have a good regular season depending on what's going on. Who knows? But I'll have my eye on him. As I'm not a big free throw punt guy, but I think if you're doing it, I think at some point Simmons becomes a tremendous fantasy value. As for Embiid, quickly, Steve, he was a first-round fantasy guy this year, one of the top fantasy players out there, but missed 21 games. And obviously, with each passing year, the durability becomes even more of a concern than it was, and it was already a huge concern. So, you're going to have to probably take Embiid, you know, toward the end of the first round. I think you're probably in the same boat as me. Am I, am I right that this is not something you would do? Yes, you are correct. <laughs> like, I'm not going to I'm not going to draft a guy with my number one pick yeah. that is automatically going to miss 25 games. Like, and I know there's no way to ensure that your first round pick is, is going to play in a bunch of games. But, you know, you take Trey Young. You take Luca, you take who, whoever, you know they're they're going to play. Whereas if you take Kawhi Leonard or you take Joel Embiid, you take LeBron to some extent, you take Anthony Davis, you just don't know what you're going to get from those guys. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... I got the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. 
That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. All right, let's look ahead to the Bucks and the Hawks in the Eastern Conference finals strange to say it still that that series starts on wednesday the bucks took two out of three during the regular season steve the one hawks win was actually without trey young in april bogdan bogdanovich had a huge game in that one what do you look for in this series what do you think the story of this series is going to be on the court what matchup or matchups are going to define this and how i guess the big question is the hawks are big underdogs so how could the hawks stay in this and keep it competitive well i think it all comes down to to Giannis. And I keep saying Giannis's free throws are going to cost the Bucks at some point. Maybe this is maybe this is when that's going to happen. But you know, Giannis against Johnny Collins, Giannis against Clint Capella. Wish it was Giannis against DeAndre Hunter, but it's not. I think this all comes down to how how dominant Giannis is, yeah. and how good a play the Bucks get out of Drew Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. Because if all three of those guys are clicking at the same time they're going to be next to impossible to beat. If one of those guys is not clicking, then, then the Hawks, the Hawks have a chance. Although, you know, Trey is built differently than a lot of other guys. And at this point, I don't put anything past him. I don't think he's going to be scared mm-hmm. of this Bucks team. And I think his confidence, you know, flows downhill on that team and everybody kind of gets behind him. And John Collins looked much better in, in this playoff series. I think than he has, they did in the regular season, really. He look, looks more energized, involved, just into it. Maybe the key to this series is who they put P.J. Tucker on uh, to shut down for the Hawks. Does P.J. Tucker guard Trey Young? Does Drew Holiday and P.J. Tucker double Trey Young constantly and they let somebody else roam free? I'm not really sure what it's going to look like. I, I'm intrigued to find out. But yeah, I mean, the, the Bucks are going to be heavy favorites in this one, and and I think Giannis is the reason why. Yeah, the Bucks defense. I've been impressed with the Bucks defense. I got to say, I know the Sixers are a vaunted defensive team, but I think the Bucks are potentially even scarier defensively. And the Hawks are going to have their work cut out for them. I'd, I'd be shocked if it's not Drew Holiday on Trey Young right at the start. Steve getting the first shot at it, but. Yeah, I mean, I do think the Hawks have some guys who can make Giannis's life a little bit more difficult inside, not stop him per se, but make it a little harder on him than Brooklyn could, I think. You know, when you talk about Collins and Capella, can maybe clog it up a little better than Brooklyn could, but still, if Giannis dominates inside, every three-pointer that guy takes is a big favor to the Hawks. He's shooting 19% on threes in the playoffs, so... Yeah, it's going to be a fascinating series, Steve. I, I do think maybe the X factor is Bogdan Bogdanovich. I mean, this is a guy who the Bucks literally had essentially on their roster in the offseason, but they botched the sign and trade. He was great down the stretch of the regular season, had 32 points and a win over the Bucks in April, but has been struggling with that knee issue. A total of 17 points on 8 of 28 shooting the last three games against the Sixers. So the Hawks need that guy back. I don't know if they're going to get him back. You can't keep counting on Kevin Herter heroics as improved as he is. <laughs> the, the peak of the Kevin Herter experience this season probably just happened, if I'm being a realistic Hawks fan. Uh, not to say he won't have any more big moments, but that, I mean, yeah. The Hawks need Bogdanovich getting buckets. Well, the fact that they don't play till Wednesday and he was able to play on Sunday and now, now gets extra couple days of rest, like that bodes well. I do like the whole he was a buck then he wasn't a buck angle of this thing yeah. um 
sort of like it's revenge related but it's not revenge revenge adjacent yeah yeah it's like uh alternate universe revenge right so but that'll be that'll be kind of fun to fun to watch and the the bucks bench at times has been really good like bryn forbes and, and bobby portis were, were doing things earlier in the yeah. season and then they just sort of stopped doing stuff in the playoffs but the hawks still have a deeper bench still have a, a deeper team i like having Lou Williams over there holding things down and uh, Danilo Gallinari's big, good player to bring off the bench. So I don't know. I'm, I wasn't scared of the Sixers. I wasn't as scared of the Sixers as I should have been going into that series. And I'm really not probably as scared of the Bucks as I should be. I would agree with that. I will say the one thing that is going to initially feel like a relief in this series is that Embiid can kill you from anywhere on the floor. I mean, he hits threes. He can he can score at every level. Giannis, you at least have that one area of the floor where you can potentially neutralize him if you can keep him on the perimeter. And Bede, I, I'm almost more scared when he's pulling up for threes sometimes. So, yeah, it, it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be it's going to be quite a series. I think the Hawks can stay in it. I do expect the Bucks to ultimately win. But as you said, we we should probably stop counting the Hawks out at any point. I am taking. The Hawks in seven. You're taking the Hawks. FYI. Oh yeah, I'm picking against the Hawks for the first time, Steve. I got to do it. I'm going Bucks in six. That's my. That's I, I looked myself in the mirror this morning. And I said, "What would I realistically expect here?" That's my pick, and I, I desperately hope I'm wrong. Okay. All right. Let's uh let's look at the West real quick. The first game of the Western Conference Finals had the Suns without Chris Paul still in the protocols, beating the Clippers one twenty to one fourteen. The Clippers, of course, were without Kawhi Leonard. So. The big star in this one for Phoenix was Devin Booker, who made his first career triple-double a 40.1, Steve, in the Western Conference Finals. 40 points, 13 rebounds, 11 assists, two turnovers. Just an absolute masterpiece from Booker. It really was. And he's gone from being one of those players that we talk about being a great scorer to now he looks like a great great all-around player. Like He knew Chris Paul wasn't going to be there, and he knew he had to do Chris Paul-like things, and and that's what he did. He just career high in rebounds, 40-point triple-doubles, first-ever triple-double, like you said. Just incredible. Like I said, him and Trey Young have both gone from players who are really good that people know are really good to um, players that everybody, no matter how big of an NBA fan you are or not, now you know. Now you know who these guys are and at superstar level, man. And then you got Cameron Payne almost double doubling. You got DeAndre Ayton, who's turned his whole career around seemingly over the last month in these playoffs. It's funny about Ayton because I I distinctively have it in my head of you you just being like, Man, bust of the year in fantasy. Did I say or that? Maybe not bust. I don't think you said bust of the year, but he was on your biggest bust list. Like you, you were really not happy with Aiden's regular season and you shouldn't have been because it wasn't good. And then ever since these playoffs happened, he flipped a switch. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he's just been overdrafted in fantasy and he's a good player. He's a solid player and he's been really good in these playoffs. Let's look at this from the Clipper side of things. Paul George came up big again, 34 points, seven threes, I think he shot 10 for 26. They also got a, another big game from Reggie Jackson, 26 points, six rebounds, four assists. But after that, we kind of fell off a cliff, Steve. The only other guy in double digits for L.A. was DeMarcus Cousins, who had 11 points. Marcus Morris, 
who has been totally hit or miss this postseason, was in miss mode, three for eleven from the field, zero for five on threes. And I was I was looking into this, and I, I saw in the I think the AP game recap pointed out the Clippers had to play thirty six hours after knocking out the Jazz on Friday night. That is pretty brutal scheduling. It is, and Morris was dealing with the knee injury. Yeah. Um, on Sunday, so right. he only played twenty one minutes. But you know, I think I wrote this in his blurb. As Marcus Morris goes, the Clippers go. Because if he's on if he's on fire and he's hitting three pointers, they win. And if he's not, they don't. And he was invisible on Sunday. And that that hurt the Clippers, obviously. But Paul George has been amazing. Terrence Mann didn't do a lot the first three quarters, but he came on late in that game and kind of got the Clippers back into it. Yeah. Uh it kind of looked like they were going to do something. It was actually Rondo and Mann together. I think they both hit a big three. They both made some shots, and they were playing well uh, as a tag team. But in the end, it was too little, too little, too late. And uh, way to go, Boogie Cousins. Maybe we're going to see more Boogie going forward. I, I, I would like to like to see more Boogie. Yeah, you're right. The Clippers did fight back and make that quite sweaty at the end, and then Booker kind of slipped free for a, a little dunk to put it away. But yeah, another great game. And uh, the Suns have now won eight straight playoff games, Steve. They buy themselves more time without Chris Paul. So I actually expect this to be a really good series. I wouldn't count out the Clippers getting back in this by any stretch. But they need those other other guys after Paul George and Reggie Jackson playing well. They need someone else to step up. Because like I said, a huge drop off after those two guys who combined for 58 points. I'm going to predict that Chris Paul returns for game two. All right. I like it. I mean, and I guess we haven't heard Kawhi Leonard ruled out yet, right, Steve? I guess Ty Lue is at least trying to leave that door open. I don't know whether that's a coach being overly optimistic, but they've kind of left that door ajar. Yeah. Unlike the Chris Paul thing, I feel like we're probably not going to see Kawhi Leonard. Maybe maybe if the Clippers get to the finals, we'll see him. I don't think we're going to see him in the series, but that's just me. Uh, he hasn't been ruled out. You know, even he's he's game he's game to game day to day, so maybe he'll be back sooner than I think. But I, I just I just don't like the reports that are coming in, and the tone of it sounds like he's still out indefinitely. So, all right, well, a rare off day on the schedule during these NBA playoffs on Monday. So we will all take a second to catch our breath. One final note, Steve. I've seen this a few places. Uh, out there on Twitter, the last title for the four remaining teams, it was the Bucks in 1971, the Hawks in 1958, the Clippers and the Suns never. So we are going to see something pretty remarkable regardless of who wins this thing. It's pretty amazing. It is amazing. Uh, did that Bucks team have Lou Alcindor on it probably? I think so. Yeah, that's that's pretty wild, man, that, that none of these teams have have done this. And yeah, my, my favorite non-Pacers, non-Reggie Miller, Michael Jordan-related basketball memory was was Dominique Wilkins versus Larry Bird in the Eastern Conference Finals in 1988. And uh, showdown, war, one of the greatest games I've ever watched. So hopefully we get more of that with Giannis and, and Trey and, and company. But I'm super excited, super happy. Still can't really believe that the Hawks are in the Final Four. Yep, same here. Uh, all right, well, that is going to do it for us on this edition of the show. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a second to rate and review us as well. We're going to be back here on Wednesday and on Friday this week as the conference finals get underway slash continue. I want to say thanks to everyone for watching live with us on the podcast. 
watching live on YouTube and listening on the podcast, I should say. Steve, thanks for taking the time, man. I'll see you on Wednesday. All right. See ya. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash.